we will help you obtain a degree that prepares you for success by exploring your talents and passion. Our community goes above and beyond to help each student feel at home, surrounded by love and support. We can't wait for you to see what's possible. And we hope the future brings you here, close to home at mountmarty.edu. Rose Management is a family-owned business that believes in good morals, doing the right thing, and treating our residents as family. Rose Management provides affordable housing to complexes throughout North Dakota and Minnesota. All Rose Management properties and our maintenance staff are in a centralized location in their cities. If you have any questions, you can call 701-237-6840 or online at rosemanagement.net. Again, that number is 701-237-6840. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with a creative gift planning tip. Do you want to make sure Real Presence Radio continues to receive your support in perpetuity? This can now be accomplished by establishing an individual endowment account in your name with a minimum gift of $10,000. A distribution will be made annually in your name to assure future generations will continue to hear the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ through the mission of Real Presence Radio. To learn more about establishing an individual endowment for Real Presence Radio, a gift which will last in perpetuity, Please call me, Mike Kidrowski, at 701-290-4503. State tax credits may apply in some states. Let's get started. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. I am Heather Caro, and I am broadcasting this morning with Father John Rutten, and we're broadcasting today from St. John Paul II Church in Harrisburg, South Dakota, and we've had a great first hour. Welcome back. Thank you. It's good to be with you. (laughs) We had a great first hour, and if you missed any of our discussions about the canyon going on here at JP2, uh, you can always tune in on the podcast, on our app, or online at yourcatholicradiostation.com or realpresenceradio.com. And you can always go back and listen to the great conversations we've been having this morning. And we have some great conversations coming up this second hour. We're going to start with Kristalina Everett, and then we're going to move on to Father John Rutten himself. Are you prepared? I am. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, surprisingly. <laughs> surprisingly. Well, I am really excited because uh, Real Presence Radio is bringing on a new women's show that's going to start airing August 6th, and it's going to air every Thursday at 11 a.m. Central, so I'm so excited. Um, it's not a new program to EWTN, but it is a new program that we're going to air during the week, and that is um, very exciting to me. So we've got Kristalina Everett on with us. Good morning, Kristalina. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining us. I am so excited that we're going to start broadcasting your show, Women Made New, on Thursdays, 11 a.m. Central. So tell us a little bit about Women Made New. Women Made New uh, really stemmed, actually, from my own wounds and brokenness. 
And when I was a child, I was sexually abused, and, and that really went into my high school years and just a lot of bad relationships and just spiraling into a life of sin. And I had a massive conversion in my life. And slowly but surely, I just wanted to scream from the rooftops to the women that it's never too late to start over no matter what has happened in your past. And Women Made New really is just women helping women overcome your brokenness, your wounds, any sins that you have in the past, that God just wants to take you, heal you, and make all things new. Beautiful. Amazing. <laughs> I don't know. I That's was quite just... the elevator speech there. Crystalina. Like, wow, this is Father John Rutten, and I'm just blown away. I mean, the fact you just said what you said is super striking to me. I mean, I know it's been a long journey. I'm sure it's been a long journey, but I'm just like, how does someone say that? Like, admit yeah. that that's been my journey. Wow. When, God, when I, God heals you, there's no shame. There's no shame left behind. God doesn't leave the shame behind. He really does take that from you. I'm not ashamed anymore like I used to be. It's really beautiful and amazing, the grace and strength and courage God gives you once you do get that healing from Him. Amen. Wow. Well, let's talk about your show. <laughs> yeah. I, want, I, want more, I want more from Kristalina. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, the, the show is dedicated really to talking about these really tough issues that I feel a lot of people shy away from because mm. they don't know how to address them or they don't know how to talk to them. And honestly, I address a lot of issues I have in my own life, within my own household or my marriage or with my kids. And I just find uh, maybe those specialists or those people that can help with the antidote to some of these things. And those are the different guests on my show. Wow. I, and I, I love the fact that you are going after the hot topics and the ones that are scary to others. So God must have put quite the calling on your heart to do that. Um, tell us a little bit about Jason. How is he? <laughs> my husband. <laughs> We're good. We run Chastity Project, our international ministry. Uh, that's dedicated to really getting the message of just life and love and chastity and wholesome relationships. And also that message, again, that it's never too late to start over no matter where you've been. Yeah. And so I'm thinking a lot of people, together. yeah, I think a lot of people might know, might have heard your husband speaking. Um, and I just wanted to tie the two of you together so that they know, yes, this is Jason Everett's wife. So yes. And is... we have 10 kids. A lot of people ask, well, how many kids do you have? How long have you been married? All of those things. So we yeah, can yeah. get right into that as well. Um, I have um, 10 children, but I have my eight children and then my two babies in heaven. And I've been married for about 17 years now, which is crazy to say. So we've <laughs> been married for quite some time, at least in my eyes, right? I mean, some other people right. have been married so much longer, but it's been a good 17 years, huh? It depends on the journey. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I get that one. Do I ever? <laughs> oh, yeah. So, so how long have you been doing Women Made New? And how did you first start it? Women Made New has been about maybe five years now. You know, I started, I had a, I had a really long three-year healing process and journey that I went through of really having to dive into a lot of this stuff. And in the beginning, I didn't want to go to counseling. I really felt really weak and fragile, like something was mentally wrong with me, emotionally wrong with me, and I was just broken. And nobody really wants to admit that, right? And I kept going to adoration, and I just kept trying to do things on my own and just kept hitting a wall. And it really came down to Jesus, just at, like, you need counseling. And 
I was obedient, and I think that's one of the biggest things in a person's life is just really being obedient to what God is putting in front of you and asking of you, because the power in that is unbelievable, and the grace through that. And so I went to counseling, and it was through that counseling that I found out that um, I was sexually abused when I was a child. And in that moment, it made so much sense to myself for the first time. It was one of the hardest moments, I think, in my life, but also... It was almost this relief, like, I make so much sense to myself now. And so it's, um, everything really just stemmed from that. And it's unbelievable the response I got from women. I even got an email from a 75-year-old woman, a letter, saying, thank you so much. I heard your story, your testimony. And now I finally have the courage to start my own healing process because my father sexually abused me until I was 18 and I could get out of the house. And I think, wow, that's amazing, but also... I look at it on the flip side of how sad that it took that long and the, the wounds and, and the secrets and the baggage that she had to carry around with her all of her life. Just And now she's finally ready to face it. But God isn't done with her yet, obviously, and I'm sure she's going to do great things for him. So listening to you talk about having a large family and, and this journey that he, God has taken you on, this three-year window that you're talking about, of healing, when in your life did that happen? How old were you? That happened, let me see, I think we had about three, four, three children. <laughs> it was three children. <laughs> we had three children, they were yeah. all pretty young. It's like they all just meshed together. It's unbelievable. <laughs> and it's, yeah, it's it good. Just, I, I didn't mean to laugh at the topic, but when you have that many kids, you can kind of, yeah. you know. Right. How, what my family oh, was is how I know when it happened, you yes. know? <laughs> yes. <laughs> So it's true. It's kind of that timeline. But Mm -hmm. it was really a little deep into marriage that really those things started surfacing. And and I had absolutely no idea. And I remember just in in the scheme of things, I was just having a really hard time with anger and I was crying. I just had all these feelings I didn't know what to do with or where they were coming from. Well, and I find this really interesting because the timing really was not great. Oh, you know, it was. It was, it was perfect, but who has time for that? Mm-hmm. Who has time to spend three years healing? You know, and I think that's really important because when you have children, you get so wrapped up in that portion of your life, and that's what I'm doing right now. So, can you talk more about how you made the time and how you gave yourself the permission to work through this at this busy time in your life? Well, how that really comes down to is it is that you have to show up to your own fight no matter what and when god's asking you when god asks you to do something he will always always provide the means and the ways to get it done right and so that's exactly what he did in my life and the support that i had from my family or friends really was very key in my healing process because if I didn't have that support, I wouldn't be able to go through what I did. And people think that when they get healed or their healing process is this big moment and, oh, my goodness, you take it all in and then it's done. It really yeah. is a process throughout one's life. I'm still um, healing from a lot of other things, but more like a residue almost versus going after that big, huge thing I need to overcome or hurt that hurdle, you know? But there's still residue that I'm dealing with, but it's nothing like it was. Does that make sense? And with that being said, I think a person's relationship with God, adoration, finding that good priest that they can go to confession to every two weeks to be accountable so that you really are bubbling up those vices um, and 
it's hard because like, oh, Father, I'm here saying the same thing again, you know, it's like <laughs> years. Like, what do I do? You know, and like I said, that's that team that's going to support you. And even if it's that one person, but just having someone that has your back that's there for you, that you can call, that you can talk to, and the counseling is going to be key as well. Those are my four real pillars of how I got through this. Amazing. Well, and I think it's very encouraging for some of those that might be hurting to know that if God's calling you to do it now, let's get it done. Let's go. You do it. You know what? I really have and, and live by this motto. If, if God is asking you to do something and God puts something on your heart, it's obviously of great importance. And even to you, if it seems like it's not of great importance, if God, your creator, is asking you, it's of great importance, period. You know, and you just need to get off your butt and go do it and take your marching orders <laughs> because there's a reason and there's a ripple effect that happens with whatever it is, no matter how big or small. And sometimes it's scary, and sometimes we don't want to just jump off that cliff and embrace that sometimes, but we have to. Yeah, could you say, like, when I was really impacted when you said it's a long journey, and sometimes we want it right away. So um, would it be true that also at the same time, the other side of that is I can want it gone, and I can want to take the leap, and I can want to jump, but God isn't ready for me to do it yet? Like my, my really, my, I'm, I'm willing, I'm willing. Yeah, can we be done with uh, this But what already? I really want is I don't want to take the journey and I want this over now. <laughs> so sometimes yeah, no. we're ready, but God isn't ready for us to advance yet. And it's, so it's the same kind of on the opposite mm. end. Uh, and well, the reason I say that is sometimes he has beautiful things like to, pre- he's, he's preparing the safety net for us. That's right. So he's bringing a couple people into our lives, and then he's going to have us jump. <laughs> you know? Yeah, he's actually going to push us. <laughs> so you can be on both ends, like not doing anything and he's calling you, or demanding he do something and running forward, and we're running into like a canyon, you know, a, a void. It's, that's very true. And sometimes there's things that it's like, well, God, I want to do this. I'm ready to do this now. When we're actually ignoring what he's putting in front of us because we don't mm. find it as important of what it is we want. So it's really a battle of the will, you know, of, <laughs> of what it is you want sometimes and what it is God wants sometimes. We want to run in a different direction. But he really just stays and stands firm, even if for years, this is what we need to do. Yeah. Isn't that the story and if, of all if a of person lives? doesn't <laughs> deal with their healing process, they'll deal with it in other ways. Because I really thought when I got married, mm-hmm. I was leaving a lot of my baggage outside the church doors, and I was walking down the aisle into this new life, and that it was just all left behind. And here we go. This is going to be amazing and just start over. You do bring all of that with you, and it will bubble out eventually mm-hmm. into your marriage, onto your kid, into your work relationships, whatever it may be. You are not going to just stuff it, put some lipstick on it, and walk away, and it's not going <laughs> to affect you. It's going to affect you down the road. Absolutely. This might need to be on the other side of the break, but uh, curious how your relationship with the church has changed and what your faith is like now as a result, differently than before as a result of opening this journey up. Yeah. We're going to take a quick break and we're going to get more into that question with Kristalina Everett on the other side. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. The world is changing fast and needs problem solvers and critical thinkers. 
Right here in your backyard, Not Marty believes every student has the potential to serve the world and make a difference. We will help you obtain a degree that prepares you for success by exploring your talents and passion. Our community goes above and beyond to help each student feel at home, surrounded by love and support. We can't wait for you to see what's possible. And we hope the future brings you here, close to home, at mountmarty.edu. Hi, I'm Kristalina Everett, and I have a new show coming to Real Presence Radio beginning Thursday, August 6th at 11 a.m. Central. It's called Women Made New, where women help women get closer to God. Through honest conversation with our guests about the challenges we face in our lives, we'll be reminded that no matter what mistakes we've made, it's never too late to start over. That's Women Made New, heard right here on Real Presence Radio every Thursday morning at 11 a.m. Central beginning August 6th. It's a great time to spring into summer at Riverview Senior Living Community in Fargo. Hi, I'm Carrie Dew, Executive Director. We are currently accepting new independent and assisted living residents. Riverview provides a safe, comfortable place to live with a small town Main Street feel with home-cooked food, a la carte care services, daily activities, and mass five days a week. You can contact Marin or Katie to find out about all that Riverview has to offer at 701-237-4700 or at homeishere.org. Hi, I'm Father Chris Alar. If you have lost anyone to a sudden or tragic death, you can still help them. Please visit our website, suicideandhope.com, and memorialize those that you love. There is no obligation or cost. You can simply enter their first name, initials, or a nickname, and I will personally pray for them and have a Mass said each month. Please, again, visit suicideandhope.com. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back and thanks for joining us this morning. I'm Heather Caro. And I'm Father John Rutten. And we're broadcasting this morning from John Paul II Parish in Harrisburg, South Dakota. And we're having a fantastic conversation with Kristalina Everett, um, a new show well, it's not new, but it'll be new to us on Thursdays at Real Presence Radio starting August 6th, 11 a.m. Central. Women Made New is the, is the name of her program. And, Father, you had a great question for Kristalina right before we went to break. Yeah, I was curious. You obviously were a part of the church and were faithful in many ways, It's at least I understand, uh, prior to this moment. How has your relationship with the church or the way you live out your faith life changed uh, because of this new journey you've taken? Uh, I would say drastically, <laughs> excuse me, especially after I had my conversion, because before my conversion, I would go to confession. I was kind of that um, pretend Catholic, that two-faced Catholic. I'd go and I'd show up and I'd look holy and good. And then after that, I'd go and it, on the weekends, I would be crazy, right? <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> and so I can't be crazy in Catholic. My, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's my own terminology, two-faced Catholic. But I'm... <laughs> But I'm telling you, after my conversion, wow, I just, I embraced the church in its fullest. And I felt like really the Mother Church was really a safety net and a haven for me and a protection in in so many ways. And I had accountability and Jesus was just there for me, especially in the Eucharist. I would go to my counseling sessions and after my counseling sessions, I would always go straight to adoration. And sometimes I would just 
ball or I would be angry with God and I would work that out with him or I would journal and I would just give everything and I mean everything. It was so, I was so raw with everything that was happening and really he was the only one that could help me. And honestly, I couldn't see Jesus as Jesus as a man for the longest time. I could only handle Jesus in the Eucharist because I was so hurt by men in my life that it was so powerful for me. And then it slowly transitioned that I could accept Jesus as a man as well, you know? So it, it was a beautiful healing process and different memories and things that would come up in adoration for me. I mean, disgusting things that had happened to me and just these visions of these things and memories that honestly, I can't remember what they were. It's like he, I, he, I was in adoration and he was doing surgery on me spiritually. It was like spiritual first aid and it was beautiful. And, and I look back on the time in my life and I just thank Jesus that he was so present and just there for me unconditionally because who is really there unconditionally for us in in every sense of the word? And that is Jesus. We can always rely on Jesus to be there. And it was so hard when he I couldn't go see him in, at, in the Eucharist or I couldn't receive communion and the churches and everything were on lockdown, you know? And that was mm-hmm. just such a test of a lot of people's faith. But he is so there for us unconditionally in every way if we just really open up and aren't afraid that he's going to take from us. But he actually... Yes, he wants to take certain things because they're probably not good, but he also wants to give you so much more, so much more. It's beautiful to hear you say how this transition from being able to accept Jesus as a man, uh, I wouldn't have even really thought about that, the difficulty of that. I, I knew sort of the Father, God the Father can be difficult, yeah. um, but I never thought about, wow, Jesus is a man. And to see, like, he begins with the Eucharist, and then he moves you out. He mo- yeah. he, he increases. Uh, and in a strange sort of way, I feel like that's what um, many people have had to be challenged with in these last months is the place of the Mass and the sacraments are so much a part of my life. Like, how could I ever live without these? Which is true, mm-hmm. but in a way, like, to have to discover, like, he lives in me. Mm we had to discover yeah. a deeper part of like, mm. you are me. I am you. You said he who hears you, hears me. He yes. who sees you, sees me. Like I am him. <laughs> uh, yeah, and yeah. so like in a way, nothing is against us, but it does really take a recognition to believe when I'm, when I'm up against something that's difficult or challenging, mm-hmm. it's not the end. And I, and I, it's not, I'm not over. I don't have to battle this. I have to, in a way, surrender to this and believe that even in this somehow, he's going to take me somewhere. Um, And what a beautiful witness you offer, Kristalina, for all those who maybe in their own hearts and souls are coming up against these memories and they can't even let them in. Mm. But but they'll let you in. They'll let you in. (laughs) They're hearing you. And and he and he who hears Kristalina hears Jesus. <laughs> you know, in those times of difficulty, it's good because there's times. Whoa, I have eight children. It is a madhouse. I'm out the gate, like right. I might see hit the floor. I'm out the gate every day. It's insanity. But you know what? When I'm like really having a hard time and and just like whoa, this is crazy. Or I'm losing it. Whatever's going on in my house, you know. And every mom knows those times. I'm mean, what I'm talking about, but. It's always good to just step back and take a breath and take that spiritual inventory. It's like, okay, what's going on, Lord? Or like, okay, Jesus, what do you want me to do? Take that spiritual inventory. I'm like, where am I at? When's the last time I went to confession? What's mm-hmm. going on? You know? And it really will help the situation 
or whatever it is you're struggling with. And I think one of the messages is that if someone has had past wounds or you have um, an addiction to porn, you've had an abortion or you've been sexually abused or you're an abuser or whatever it is that's going on, that you're not alone in your struggles. Everybody's a sinner walking the face of the earth. I don't care who you are. Everybody is a sinner. And we all need help. And we all have struggles. And just not to be afraid of them, but actually to show up to your own fight and confront them and not to let them control you, because that's the last thing God wants, is you just to lay down and be controlled and, and the devil to just kind of have his way. Because, I mean, let's be honest, the God has a beautiful agenda for every person's life, but the devil also has an agenda as well. And you really have to decide and pick and choose what you're going to do every single day. And is it hard and is it going to be difficult? Absolutely. But is it harder and difficult getting um, dragged around by your past and your sins and your wounds and just the devil constantly taunting you that you're not good enough and lovable enough and that nobody wants you? What a bunch of garbage. God wants you, first of all, and you have a claim on your life to do absolutely unbelievable things for Him. And don't ever deny that, because the power of your testimony to the world alone is huge. Wow. I I, I just wish I could repeat that. Put it on repeat over and over and over. I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, I wish I could talk like her. <laughs> like, I need to start my morning and then every hour have that play yeah. over and yeah. over and over. Yeah. <laughs> which which so is a, a really a, a beautiful recognition that in a way, the way the church can be friends to each other. Sometimes, sometimes we can feel like we need all the answers for everybody, but in a yeah. way, if we can just be reminded on a regular mm-hmm. basis, if our friends help us know what you just said, Kristalina, uh, you know, and not in a way in which it's like a marching order, but a reminder of who we really are. Mm-hmm. Our, our yes, and don't let the world tell you who you are. And other Amen. people in your life putting you down, putting, and don't take that in and don't believe it and reject it. It's from the pit of hell sometimes. Something people say or drag you down or whatever it is, and that is not who you are. And if you forget who you are, you ask your father, you ask Jesus, or just bring Jesus into that. And I'm telling you, he will help you. He'll lift you up. But a lot of the times it's hard just to take that first step. A lot of the times it's hard to let Jesus in. And I've experienced that. It's like, well, what are you going to take through? What are you going to do? You're just going to judge me? You up there on your, you know, your throne and you don't feel good enough. And it's like, no, he wants to be right there with you in the mess. I used to think he wasn't going to love me until I was perfect and the same. But it actually is right there in your mess, in your sin, in your wounds. That's where he wants to be, right there with you, next to you, in your hurt and pain. And when I let him into that, that's when I was able to have a real relationship with Jesus. Because that's when you have a real relationship with anyone, is letting him into those ugly parts of mm-hmm. you and being able to be loved and accepted right there. And then through that love, you get healed, or there's healing, there's grace, there's courage, there's safety. That's a relationship. And until you can let Jesus into those places, you really can't have a real relationship. Because anyone in your life, you let them in those things that really knows you and loves you and, and wants to be there for you. But that's where Jesus wants to be as well. Amen. What was your first baby step? Excuse me? What was your first baby step towards healing? I was coming from a party really just completely. I was coming from a party. I didn't engage in a lot of the things I typically did, but I'm sure I smelled like marijuana and whatever else. And I kept driving by this church, and it was like really late at night. 
and they had perpetual adoration. I, I was just like, I tur- and I always thought, but I never went. And you know what? I actually drove in, and I went in the middle of the night to this perpetual adoration chapel. And I was, I'm like talking to myself like I'm a crazy. Like, what are you doing here? Why are, you can't go in there. You smoke a party. You, you can't do this. And I, I mean, if the cops went in there and pulled me over, they literally would have thought I was on drugs. You know, <laughs> I was in conversation <laughs> with my conscience. And then I got, to, I mustered up the courage, and I went to this adoration chapel. And I knelt very, very back. These little women there. Oh my gosh! And I remember just mustering up the courage to look up at Jesus in the Eucharist, and I said, "Here I am, God. Here I am in all of my filth. Please." help me. And then I freaked out and I ran out of there like, stupid, stupid girl, what were you, what are you thinking, you know? But I look back in that moment and how huge it was of just, look, here I am in my wounds, my feel, I smell like filth. I mean, here I am, help. And it was, how, it was so huge in my life in that moment. How old were you? Well, I was coming from a high school party, so I, <laughs> I was in my okay. teens. Okay. Mm-hmm. Great. Yeah, Here I it was am. back. But I mean, you, you you live your faith, you go through it. But I think there's head Catholics and there's heart Catholics. It's to where all mm. of the head knowledge moves into the heart, and I feel like that's where I was really able to embrace, embrace and, the church's teaching, embrace my relationship with Jesus, embrace my own sins and woundedness, and let God into them, and let Jesus into them for that healing. And then that the moment in which me. you, the moment in which you came to with your uh, abuse and things. You were married. I was in my twenties. Like... No, I was already married. I had kids, so it's really unbelievable the stages Jesus brought me through that I had to go through yeah. to get to that point. But it was a matter of just keep showing up to your fight, especially when you don't want to. That's when you need to, because that's when the devil is really just pushing mm. you away, pushing you away, and trying to discourage you. And don't give into it because you are stronger. And if God's asking you to do anything, you will absolutely have all the means at your fingertips to do it. Wow. Well, I am so grateful that you gave us your time this morning, Kristalina. Any last thoughts um, for our listeners before we let you go? It's been a pleasure having you on. That if someone on their heart right now feels that how I really relate to this, or I really do I need to start a healing process, and it just feels like this Everest you have to climb. You know, there's so many women right where you're at, and I was right where you are at. You never know what God has on the other side of that. And don't just stay there stuck. But just just answer that call. Just answer that call, and then he'll give you the grace to do anything if you just say yes. And you can go to my website, womenmadenew.com, if you'd like to start a uh, healing process. Kristalina, thank you so much. It's been a true joy having you on this morning. It's so oh, grateful thank you for to having hear me. from you. It's been you. fun. So I'll keep you all in my prayers for sure. All right. Thank you so much, Kristalina. And if you want to listen to more of her, which I absolutely do, I could listen to a lot more of her. Her show will be beginning to air. It's on the weekends now on EWTN, but we will be broadcasting it on Real Presence Radio every Thursday at 11 a.m. Central starting August 6th. It's called Women Made New. Again, that'll be every Thursday at 11 a.m. right after Real Presence Live. So, um Fantastic new show that we're going to be airing during the week. So thank you so much to Kristalina Everett. Uh, We're going to take a quick break. And Father, when we come back, it's all about you. (laughs) After that, I don't don't, 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 know. Okay. Uh, Let's just take the bar away. Okay. The bar is low. Okay. The bar is very low. low. Looking forward to it. (laughs) We'll be right back. (laughs) 